This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. This episode is also brought to you by myself. If you haven't already heard, I've been working on a passion project called Cardfolio. It's going to be an app that'll let you scan your cards onto your phone and add them to your virtual binder. Your virtual binder allows you to keep track of not only what you own, but you'll also be able to keep track of what you need. Are you chasing a shadowless master set? If so, Cardfolio will be able to help you keep track of your progress towards your goal so that it makes it easier to achieve it. Cardfolio doesn't just catalog your collection and manage your collecting goals, it will also allow you to see your collection like an actual investment portfolio. This means you'll be able to see how much your collection is worth, how that value has changed over time, and how your collection value breaks down by item type. For example, how much do you have in raw cards versus slab cards versus sealed items? If all of this sounds like an app you would like to download, then join my early access waiting list. I'll keep you updated with app progress, mockups, and when it's available, early beta access. So it'll be fun and it'll be great. The link for the early access waiting list will be in the description below. So go ahead and sign up if that's something that you're interested in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to season three of the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, comic books, Fortnite cards, you name it, we talk about it all. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Jess. So let's get started with collecting things that we love like damn adults. Here's today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. This is Jess, your host, and today I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, I'm kind of stealing slash borrowing uh, an idea that I had. So just recently, uh, episodes should be coming out soon, hopefully. Um, I was on another podcast, uh, Spectale, Spectales, a comic book podcast. And uh, the hosts of that show are Jake and Jesus. And they very graciously asked me to be on and talk about Fortnite cards and all the other cards. And uh, anyways, what I really loved about that show, other than getting to know those guys really cool, was really fun talking shop with them. Um, I really liked the formatting of their show. And what they did, they, they had three different segments of some things. And so because I liked it, I figured I'd go ahead and give it a shot. I'd go ahead and borrow <laughs> their segmented formatted show. So if you guys are listening, sorry. Um, I hope you guys are cool with it. Um, but I'm hoping this will be fun. So what I'd like to do is... Um, I want to give this format a shot. Let me know. Give me some feedback on how you like this. Do you like it? Do you don't like it? Are there things I could do differently? Are there other things that you would like me to add to it? Um, Open to feedback. So hit me up. But anyways, just to break down the segments, 
today's episode is going to consist of three different segments. So recent pickups, pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to just discuss the most recent things that I've purchased, you know, across anything. Um, Second segment is going to be a grail tale. So this is where um, I will tell a story about how I acquired a particular grail. Uh, There are some grails personal grails of mine that you already are aware of, but today I'm hoping to share with you a new grail that you may not already know, so I'm going to tell you about that. Um, And then lastly, final uh, segment is going to be a speculation segment. So I will just talk about a spec something across any collectible, um, and um, you know what I kind of think about uh, that item and where it can go. Um, So that is what I will be going through today. So, since we've gotten that out of the way, I guess we should go ahead and get started then. So, recent pickups. Um, shoot, okay, in all honesty, I have been buying things. I have been buying a lot of things. Even within the past seven days, I've been buying a lot of shit. Um, it's been a lot, and I haven't even posted all of it on Instagram, but hopefully I will, you know, share share those things at some point but um shocker the one particular you know mail day items that I want to share with you are some Fortnite cards I know completely out of left field what the hell oh my gosh you never talk about Fortnite and you bought these Fortnite cards WTF I don't know what the fuck is going on um yeah anyways so Fortnite cards um what's really special about these cards in particular other than the fact that they're Fortnite and I'm just obsessed right now are the fact that these are some USA Series 1 uh, print crystal shards. Uh, If you guys already know, I struggle in the crystal shard section of the market when it comes to Fortnite. I don't really have that much. The only crystal shards prior to buying these two cards um, are the crystal shards that I have from my promo sets that I buy. So I bought the Series 1 promo set, and then I bought the Series 2 promo set with the Dante set. I'm sorry, the Dante card for for the first promo set that came with this Series 2. So... Anyways, um, I decided to get these cards because I saw them um, at what looked like to me a pretty good deal. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it was really crazy, honestly, to pick up these cards. They're not perfect cards. I mean, these cards are so delicate. Um, I mean, Panini cards in general just feel pretty delicate. But anyways, um, specifically what I got is a Rosa. A Rosa Epic Outfit. Uh, I got her because I love her aesthetic. I'm half Mexican, so I I love her look. And I also have the Dante card. So now I have the pair of the two outfits. So the male and female version of, I mean, what looks like to me a, a Dia de los Muertos uh, theme, which I love. I uh, can't get enough of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's really the only reason I bought it was because I fucking love the outfit. Uh, not, I didn't buy it for any kind of particular, uh, speculative reasons, whether or not it was a popular card, none of that. I just bought this card because it went with Dante, and I love the outfit, uh, design. So, uh, second card that I bought was a Panda Team Leader card. Um, these cards are really cool. Uh, I couldn't tell you too much about them, to be honest. Like, I'm not super in the weeds, with certain uh, skins, but the reason why I bought this was because uh, I have a real fascination, a real fascination 
with team leader cards. I don't know. They're just really cool, and I've just been starting to slowly pick them up. I think they're fun. I think they're they're really great. So um, I figured I would just go ahead and get that card. So it, it was one of the ones that kind of just stuck out to me from the list um, of crystal shards that I bought these from. So And it was also, in my opinion, really good quality. Um, it looked like it was in really good condition. Uh, when I got it in closer, with closer inspection, it does have a few blemishes. I think this could probably grade an 8. See, that's the thing with Fortnite cards. They're just really tough. They're just really tough to keep minty. Um, and with PSAs more recent in the past 12 to 18 months, uh, you know, uh, grading standards, it's just really tough. Um... I mean, I have some, a little bit of edges, of white, of, of white edges on the Panda Team Leader, and a little bit of a blemish on the corner, on one corner, and then the Rosa has a little bit of a dent on the corner as well for her, but, you know, like I said, it's really hard to keep these cards in good mint condition, and considering, uh, the research that I've been doing with, um, you know, just examining eBay listings, uh, looking at pull rates and uh, probability rates for, for pulling certain types of cards, uh, along with other collectors in the Fortnite hobby space. I mean, crystal shards are going to do go down as being incredibly rare. Incredibly rare. Um, a good guesstimate is there's probably 50 to 100 cards per outfit out there. And, um, and, and, and to get a little bit deeper on that, um, there's common cards, uncommon cards, epics, rares, and legendaries, right? And uh, you get the three variations with the uncommons, the rares, the epics, and the legendaries. And there's, there's 50 outfits each. And the variations of those are the base, the hollow foil, and the crystal shards. So there's essentially 200 crystal shards that you can get, uh, you know, for each... Uh, for all those outfits, the uncommons, the rares, epics, and legendaries, um, there's 200 crystal shards total if you wanted to collect a full crystal shard master set. And uh, the only way to pull those cards are in the mega boxes. And what happened was, at least for the U.S. prints, uh, they came in these in a separate, like, cellophane uh, pack, and you would get two in each. You were guaranteed two in each per mega box. And that was the only way that you can get them. And there was no other way to get them. So if there was one particular card that you might have been chasing, just looking at from a probability perspective, if you were to open up one mega box, you're looking at one in 200 chance to pull the outfit that you were looking for. So a Black Knight, for example. Uh, a one out of 200 chance to pull a Black Knight um, if you opened a mega box right now. That's less than 1%. Um, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> so so your odds your odds to get those cards are very very rare. It was going to be even at retail really expensive to pull an entire master set of Series One Fortnite cards, uh, even when they first came out, even at the twenty dollar price point. So um, that that's how rare these cards are. A good guesstimate is fifty to a hundred cards out there um, per outfit. So. Um, it's definitely going to go down. They're definitely going to go down. It's really rare cards. And the one thing that I've been trying to reiterate 
with newer collectors that are trying to understand these cards a little bit more. Um, these cards right now are the rookies for these skins. These are the first printings. And, you know, Panini, you know, over these next few years, they could do reprints of some of these sets. Um, they could introduce, uh, you know, they can literally reprint a skin and uh, put that in a new set and maybe it looks a little bit different or maybe it doesn't, you know, who knows. But um, for right now, how they've been treating Series 1 and Series 2, they haven't reprinted any new cards. And um, there are differences between the first set and the second set. So you can tell. You can tell. Other than, obviously, going to the checklist. So, um, you know, I don't know that any of these cards, any of these skins, will be reprinted in new sets. Just because there's so many snapshots, um, so many skins for them to pick from. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I don't really have much idea on how they go about picking skins to print for each series. Uh, because, you know, for example, for series one and series two, um, it's not just, okay, we're going to print skins for season one, and then we're going to print skins from season two. No, it, it's a, it's a, they, they pick an amalgamation of different skins in different seasons. Um, and some of those skins are very popular among gamers. Some of those skins are important in the game story. Um, and other skins are just freaking cool. So, you know, there, there, there's not, there's not necessarily, um, you know, a solid understanding of how they pick things. Um, but if you are familiar with the storyline and what comes out, what has come out already, sometimes you can kind of tell, okay, like, hey, I, I wouldn't be surprised if such and such character was in this uh, new series because they played this kind of role in the story, for example. Or, you know, this and such and such skin um, that was really popular amongst, you know, young players is probably going to be in this new series, such and such. So there, there is a little bit of speculation there. There's no guarantees, but anyways, I've kind of gone on a little bit of a ramble. Um, with that, so, but, um, yeah, so those are some cards that I've been recently picking up, it's been hard to get crystal shards, because they're really expensive, they don't, um, let me rephrase, it's very, it's been very hard to get US print crystal shards, just because they're very expensive, they're, they're, they're crazy expensive, they, they can be insanely expensive, um, there's not many out there, they don't hit the market that often, um, and a lot of them are probably being graded right now. They're probably being graded by uh, BGS, SGC, uh, PSA. Let's see who else does it. Uh, there, there's a few other there's a few other smaller grading companies that grade Fortnite cards. Um, but you know, a lot of those cards are going to be graded um, probably probably in process. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the populations grow. And uh, over the next few years, it'll be interesting to see when we start to see those pop that population growth slow down um, and where that number starts to slow down. So anyways, um, I've been obsessed with Fortnite. Uh, be on the lookout for new Fortnite content um, coming up because I really want to make sure and educate people more on Fortnite if you are new to the game. So be on the lookout. Alright, so let's move on to our next segment, Grail Tale. Now, Grail Tale, I tell you a story about a Grail collectible item. 
that I picked up and the personal story that might be behind it. So uh, I, what I decided to do for this Grail Tale is really just tell the story that I told Jesus and Jake the other day, which was uh, my Grail that I wanted to share was a 9.8 CGC Miss Marvel 1 uh, Kamala Khan appearance. So the first appearance of Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. And this is also the first print. So it's a shorter print um, comic. Uh, it's a 9.8, so, you know, it's it's kind of rare in that sense. It's very highly graded. Um, and it's a really highly sought-after comic uh, right now, um, especially with the Miss Marvel show um, semi-recently being announced. It seems that so far it's set to come out in February 2022, so that'll be really cool to see. Very excited about that. Um, personal story behind it was um, really nothing too special, um, but still personal, I guess. Uh, one of my good um, life buddies that I know outside of the hobby, uh, Jason from Certified Comics, a really great guy. I've had him on the podcast before. I think he might have been on season one, season two. It's been a little while, but he's a great, knowledgeable guy. And uh, he knew someone that was selling that comic, and I thought it was really cool. Um, it, it, you know, Kamala Khan, a woman of color as Miss Marvel, going to be her first appearance. I thought that was really interesting, and and they happened to have, the, the comic happened to be a first printing at a 9.8. Now, for me, I'm not a super comic nerd um, in the sense that I know comic books inside and out. Uh, so even at the time, I don't think I realized that it was the first print. And, and I didn't even care to look at the time when I was buying it. Um, just because I, I just wanted the cover. I wanted the, I wanted the book. And I thought it was a really good deal for it. And, um, you know, I trusted, I trusted my friend, Jason, who was like, hey, you might like this. And I was like, oh, you know what, you're right, I, I might like this. Um, and, and I bought it. And, um, other than the fact that it's a beautiful looking slab, um, it has gone up in price. Um, the, the prices are very inefficient. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place. It's been all over the place since July. Anywhere going from like 400 to like $960 the other day, it's, it's some, sometime recently in September. Um, so it, it's, it's all over the place in that perspective. Um, so I, I'm not necessarily sure what I would uh, evaluate it as, but it's been a really good pickup uh, for me just because it sort of unintentionally, like it was just a comic that I was really interested in buying and it just kind of blew up. So it was really nice um, to see that kind of happen, but also just the pickup in itself was very, um, how would you say? Um, it was very, um, it just, it just sort of happened very, I don't want to necessarily say spontaneously, but very organically. You know, I, I'd been looking to collect more, uh, women of color comics. Jason was like, Hey, you know, you got, you have to check out these comics. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, Hey, I know a guy that has this one. You might find this one to be really cool. He'll send it out. Boom. We made the thing happen. You know, the comic came in. I was really happy. I'm still happy to this day. Um, really glad that I picked it up. 
I don't know whether or not I will ever sell this just because from a certain perspective, it's historic uh, from a diversity perspective, a diversity and representation perspective. So um, it, it will be hard from that perspective to let it go. Um, but it's also just a really damn great looking cover. So anyways, that's a personal story of mine, a, a personal grail pickup. Um, I hope that I haven't told that story before because I was really trying to find something that you haven't heard before. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed that personal little story. And of course, go check out Jason, my buddy Jason from Certified Comics. Um, he's a really good dude. He knows a shit ton of comics. So if you are looking for some information, he's probably the guy to reach out to, not me. He's probably the guy. So um, information about comics. So he knows his shit. All right, now for our last segment, which is speculation. Okay, so speculation. Um, something you know, it's 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 not new to anybody here. Probably, I have been really focused on Fortnite, and I've been really going going hard on it. Um, part of a majority of the reason being is that. Um, there's a lot of things that within comics were, I'm uh, sorry, pff, comics, listen to me. Um, there are many things within Fortnite that we're still trying to figure out. And one of the things that really appeals to me when it comes to Fortnite versus Pokemon right now is Fortnite is kind of like the wild, wild west and we're trying to figure it all out. We're trying to, you know, watch the dust settle and see kind of what is left at the end of it um versus you know pokemon pokemon is very established there's a ton of people that know so much and a lot of things have already been figured out and i like kind of being a bit of a pioneer um in this fortnite realm and you know whatever happens to fortnite uh whether it you know, stonks to the moon, or whether it crashes and burns and turns into toilet paper tomorrow. Um, it doesn't matter to me because it was fun to learn things, to figure things out, to put pieces together, uh, to meet cool um, hobby buddies um, in the process, make some really cool friendships, and, you know, just collaborate with others along the way. So, um, that's what I've, those are all the reasons why I've been really, really focused on Fortnite. Um, so when it comes to Fortnite speculation, you know, of course, other than the fact that I really do like the cards, um, from their look, their feel, um, they're, they're new and, and they're, and they're interesting, um, and they're exciting, uh, from a speculation perspective, uh, you know, obviously there is a level of speculation when it comes to buying these cards. And there's a lot of hesitation, and by no means do I, I I'm not here to criticize any uh, people who are skeptical, because there's a lot of reasons to be skeptical on Fortnite and how fast the market has grown. Um, the one thing that I think of, um, when I 
look back on that because it's like, holy crap. Okay. So, you know, the mega boxes were 20 bucks when you would go to Target or you go to Walmart when these things first came out two years ago, right? They were 20 bucks MSRP. And now these boxes are going for 1500 That's how much I spent on, on the one that I bought. A, a, maybe it's like a month now. I've had it for about a month. Um, you know, what the fuck, right? Everyone, like, like, that's a, that's a crazy thing to happen so fast. And the one thing that I'm still trying to figure out and kind of piece together and, and some, somehow rank and get a handle on, but I, I think, uh, part of the reason, uh, why we didn't see that fast growth in, you know, something like Pokemon, when Pokemon first came out. Um, in the U.S. in 1999 versus uh, Fortnite that came out in the summer slash spring of 2020, I'm sorry, 2019, um, it, it is one of the biggest differences between them that you can't ignore is the internet. So I've been, you know, trying to figure out and kind of piece together how much of a factor that plays on the difference in that growth because, um, it's, it's huge, like, right? It, to, to, to me, it would be huge because the internet has the ability to bridge people together, um, and make information accessible, make things accessible in general. It's really, you really can't deny, uh, in my opinion, uh, how that could have, um, you know, kind of grown these cards, kind of put these cards on steroids. The same may also apply to MetaZoo. I don't doubt, um, you know, because that is also a market, too, that is insanely young and has seen pretty crazy growth. Um, but the other thing, too, is, you know, a lot of people feel like there's, you know, um, manipulation, a lot of hype, a lot of FOMO and things like that, uh, you know, around these cards, um, and I think the other thing that I try to keep in mind as well, um, you know, part of the reason why we're seeing people treat these cards in a certain kind of way is because we've already seen other TCGs, successful TCGs, and how we would have treated them if we had the opportunity when they first came out back in the day. Like with Pokemon, if we could go back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. we'd gobble up all the first edition whatevers, right? gobble up all the shadowless whatevers um those would be things that we would have done back then and now that we are you know in our better earning years <laughs> versus when we were kids uh we have a chance to be a part of you know cards and communities that we enjoy and then also you know potentially take the actions that we feel like we should have back in the day with these other TCGs, like Magic and Fortnite and Yu-Gi-Oh with these, you know, grail cards that are worth like buku dollars right now, right? See them grow over time. Um, so I think a lot of that kind of plays into it as well, because I think once I got the Fortnite bug initially when it came out, I decided like, ooh, I needed to kind of go all in. And even too, having a new um, revitalization with Fortnite, that's kind of what I've been doing as well. And, you know, people would sit, would 
not agree with me and that's fine people would say it's really risky I would agree with that for sure um I mean of course the difference here is that I do actually genuinely like the cards so if this is the sword that I'm gonna die on I'm fine because again going back to what I said before this has been a really good experience for me um of course you know uh, when you you know speculate on things um it's really risky, so don't speculate on money that you can't lose. Um, so definitely stay safe. But I, I really do think these cards have potential to to do big things. We've already seen them do big things. Whether or not it's a fashion a flash in the pan, uh, we'll we'll start to see as the next uh, twelve to eighteen months unfold. And what's really interesting too is I don't know if you guys have seen this, but. Uh, one of the freaking biggest Twitch YouTuber, gamer, influencer dudes out there, uh, PewDiePie, just recently came out and was pulling some Fortnite cards, some ripping some Fortnite cards. And, you know, we're talking about a guy that's got over 100 million subscribers on YouTube. So we're starting to see big names come into the Fortnite space. And, I mean... We had already been seeing gamers come into this space and, and, and making moves and, 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 and making some noise on these cards, showing their cards. So, you know, this is something that's not surprising to me uh, that, that PewDiePie is, is sort of hopping on this train. Um, you know, so when it comes to Q4, I think it's going to be pretty positive. Um, uh, when it comes to Fortnite, I think a lot of new collectors will come into Fortnite, and that'll be really cool and interesting to see. I, I'd be really interested to see, you know, if anyone here is listening and and uh, picks anything up, let me know. I, I want to see what you guys pick up. Um, I think you need to definitely be smart because there are parts of the market that aren't that expensive, and there are parts of the market that are really expensive. And so I just want everyone to be making smart decisions for themselves and their situation so don't just think it's like stonks to the moon I think you need to balance enthusiasm out with you know logic and deliberateness when it comes to you know moving into Fortnite cards if you're not already into Fortnite cards but um, I really do think we're going to see a very interesting and positive Q4 and hopefully um you know, what What we'll do is at the end of Q4 this year, we'll kind of do a retrospective uh, just to see, you know, what actually played out. And was it, you know, just just take a look at that market and and uh, maybe make some predictions for the future. So um, I think there are very few Fortnite collectors that would disagree with me on that. So it's not really a hot take. But I guess for anyone who's not a Fortnite collector, it might be a hot take. Um but it, it'll be really cool to see it grow. Um, I really want I really want people to just experience the cards. I'm really hoping I'm really hoping that with series series three that comes out, it's scheduled to come out in November now. It's been pushed back. It was originally supposed to come out in September. Um, I really hope that these next series that come out from Panini, I really hope that the print runs are big. Because I, I want people to be able to experience the cards and not have to spend a shit ton of money doing that. Um, I want it to be more accessible to people. 
uh, because I want people to, you know, touch the cards, get a feel for the cards, and, and, and determine for themselves whether or not they like it. And I don't want people to have to spend an arm and a leg to do that. So um, that's just my opinion on that. Uh, hopefully too much scalping doesn't happen, but it probably will. Um, you know, nothing we can do about that. But anyways, um, I've rambled. I've rambled for a really long time on Fortnite. Um, I'm going to have to name this something, something, something Fortnite. I don't know. Anyways, but I'm curious to know what you guys think. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how everything unfolds. So anyways, thank you guys so much. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you so, so much. I couldn't appreciate you more. Let me know what you think about this new format. Uh, should I change up the segments? Uh, should I do something a little bit different? Uh, just let me know. Open to any and all criticism. Just, again, trying to make this interesting, entertaining, and educational. And I will talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Thank you.